This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exult, exult with her, all you who were mourning over her. Oh, that you may suck fully at the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over Jerusalem like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bodies flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be known to his servants. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of his name. Proclaim his glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all on earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of God, his tremendous deeds among the children of Adam. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. He changed the sea into dry land. Through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in him. He rules by his might forever. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Hear now, all you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. Blessed be God who refused me not my prayer or his kindness. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither does circumcision mean anything, nor does uncircumcision, but only a new creation. Peace and mercy be to all who follow this rule and to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one make troubles for me, for I bear the marks of Jesus on my body. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs, to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. And to whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on them, but if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, The dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given to you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Kevin, we are celebrating the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we are coming up this week. There is one feast day I want to mention. It is the feast day of St. Benedict on July the 11th. Exactly. And, you know, as we are into July now and people are starting their summers and going off on vacations, please remember to take us with you. Uh, remember, you don't have to be just listening to us on the air. Uh, you can always catch our programs on the website. You can always pair your phone to the car stereo system uh, and catch us that way. We podcast. So please take us with you. Remember, Christ did not take a vacation from you. Please don't take a vacation from us. <laughs> <laughs> Carla, we'll go ahead into the first reading here. We have the prophet oh, Isaiah, don't we? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and this reading just paints this beautiful image of Jerusalem as a nursing mother, nourishing and comforting her children as they return home from the time of Babylonian exile. And I think it's important to remember, to keep this in mind, the reason that they were taken captive by the Babylonian king in the first place. Back before all this start happened, Judah had a king and it was King um, Jehoiakim. I think I said that right, Jehoiakim. Uh, and he was a bad man and he refused to repent even when he was warned by the prophet Jeremiah about the terrible things that were going to happen to them if he didn't turn things around. And they happened. Yes. <laughs> but and then so this is when we see this also this reading when they talk about it happening, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Jews come back and they find their town, their temple completely in ruins. And yet Isaiah is really trying to get them as a call to joy to returning Jerusalem after the exile. And we now see that God is being depicted and described and just Jerusalem in female and motherhood terms and how beautiful that really is. And we see, I think, not only 
I would say the love of a mother towards the baby, which is written here, we also see the intimacy between the creator and the created and how beautiful that is. Absolutely, yeah. And roughly 600 years later, after this prophecy came from Isaiah, this maternal image of Jerusalem was even more fully realized when Jerusalem became the birthplace of the church on Pentecost Sunday. Exactly. And when talking about that in terms of the the birthplace of the church and you know, the fact that Christ instituted a church here and gave the bishops the authority to speak on faith and morals. And this reading also being a parenthood theme, I did want to hit on the topic of the love and responsibility of a parent. Uh, One aspect of parenthood is guiding their children to knowledge and love of the truth. Uh, That not only involves exhorting, but also admonishing the children along the way. And our country recently celebrated a month of delusion called LGBTQ Pride Month. And and I call it a delusion, not out of disrespect, but because it's an action that violates the law of human nature or natural law. Folks are familiar with that, specifically what's called the teleological aspects of natural law. And I'm not getting interested into the details of that. But the reason why I bring this up is because I want to contrast the love of a parent specifically Rhode Island's Bishop uh, Tobin in this case, with what's often the prideful response of the child or society in this case. Uh, Let me give you a recent example. Uh, Bishop Tobin, out of love and salvation for the souls of his flock, tweeted this at the beginning of June. He tweeted this. It says, a reminder that Catholics should not support or attend LGBTQ Pride Month events held in June. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to the Catholic faith and morals, and they are especially harmful for children. Well, in our age today, in society, and with all the social media, uh, you can kind of picture some of those responses. One oh, I'm, act, sure there was yeah. an, I'm sure there was an outburst, right? <laughs> yes, there was. So I picked a few, and it was kind of, I, I was very intrigued on what the responses and things would be, because again, you know that that was going to be received negatively by the society at large, even though he spoke the truth. Uh, one actor who's Catholic says, he doesn't speak for the majority of Catholics. That may be true, which would be a sad statement, but that may be true. But he was also, along with other things, called a hate-filled hypocrite. Um, there was one actor that uh, came back with says, what's harmful to children? Oh, the Catholic Church. And that was one thing that really caused me to think about this. Because think about the logic that's involved in this. Okay, It says, basically, the underlying assumption is... Don't lecture me about a sinful behavior, which the church has had. I'm not I'm not dismissing that at all. But don't lecture me about this because you yourself have sinned in the same way. In other words, hey, you can't teach me about something that's wrong when you yourself did the same thing. And this is when I come back to the parenting towards a child. Okay, so let me come back to, to this analogy or example. Say you stole something when you were a youth, okay, and you committed that sin. Now you're a parent and you're teaching your child that stealing is a sin, Now picture this. Your child says, well, you know, dad, did you ever steal? Well, yes, I did, son. Think about the child's response. Well, then, dad, you've got no right to teach me that stealing sinful because you did it yourself. Well, take that to the logical conclusion. If that is a a logical truth, then ultimately it'll lead to never being able to teach your children right from wrong. And so I want to end this with the good news of the fact that as a parent, your responsibility and your authority to teach your children the truth is completely independent of your past sins. And that's the same for the truth of the church and the bishops. Regardless of the church's past sins, she has the responsibility to teach the truth. And 
as parents, we have a responsibility to teach our children. So we both have sinned. The church has sinned. We as parents have sinned. So we need to pray and work for our church, our bishops, and our families. But as a family, we have that responsibility, much like the bishops as our parents, our spiritual parents, have their responsibility. Yeah, that's great, Kevin. So it's very important for us. And I wanted to come up and spend a few minutes with that. Yes, indeed. Why don't we go ahead and go straight to the gospel today and get your thoughts on, on that? Well, the gospel starts out by telling us that the Lord has appointed 72 of his disciples to go on ahead of him to every town and place he intended to visit. Now, those men were sent on ahead of Jesus to be his ambassadors. And when they finished their tour, they returned to Jesus rejoicing because they discovered that even the demons were subject to them in the name of Jesus. But Jesus redirected their focus and he reminded them that the real victory is heaven. And that is a good reminder for us also. God has equipped all of us with our unique gifts and talents to conquer the demons that we're going to be facing in life. And we are so blessed to have speakers like Deacon Harold Burke Sivers and musicians like Donna Corey Gibson and theatrical talent like Leonardo DeFilippis, that these are all local gifted people and they've spent their lives as ambassadors for Christ. They have had to resist temptation to focus selfishly on their own talents and they've overcome that. You know, they've struggled to remain focused on on the purpose that God has for their talents. Of course, not all of us have such recognizable talent, but we shouldn't discount what God has given us and we should never consider our modest God-given gifts as insignificant. We have convents that are brimming over with talented young women and thank God we have gifted men entering the priesthood every year. Parents have gifts of incredible ability, strengthened and expanded by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, some people say to me, oh, I don't have a special gift. And and I say back, oh, yes, you do. You just haven't learned to recognize it yet. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.